like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Annabelle Mendez on the line. She's the owner over at WorkV. Annabelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to get to share a little bit of my story with your audience, so I appreciate you um, inviting me to come on. Fantastic, and I'm excited to get more into WorkV and um, how you're working with people to um, improve their lives, so we're definitely going to get into that. Uh, but before we do, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Okay, so for me, it hasn't been a direct path, even though I've always known since I was probably about seven that I wanted to be an inventor and I wanted to work on products. It wasn't a straight shot, so I went to school for engineering, so I studied mechanical engineering and product design, and then I also wanted to study psychology, so I did that, and I have a degree in psychology and um, started at Procter & Gamble. And one of the things that I realized very quickly was that because I wanted to invent and I wanted to do many things, I was responsible for a small piece and a very large machine. Mm. I call Procter & Gamble the machine. <laughs> and I was very fortunate to have learned so much there and um, a lot with the people there. And also I got an opportunity to earn um, an MBA that exposed me to, to marketing and the world of, of marketing. And uh, at some point in my career, I decided that I wanted to step out on my own and see what I could do with what I had learned and just have greater flexibility. Because when you work in a very large organization, for example, if I was doing like engineering work, I was in an engineering team and I couldn't do the other aspects of the work. And I really wanted to have more flexibility of how I brought all my skills together. And um, and that's kind of when I left P&G after 12 years there, I branched out on my own and I started a marketing agency, which was the last work that I was doing there. And through that marketing agency, I was able to do quite a bit of like branding work. And, um, and I have a variety of clients. I still actually own the marketing agency because I enjoy the branding process so much, understanding from consumers and then um, bringing bringing something to life. So people sometimes ask me, they're like, well, 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 what is branding? I just want a logo. And for me, it's like, well, you take something, a service or a product, and you actually give it life and you bring it to, you kind of birth it to the world. And I love being part of that process with folks, but one of the things that I realized after having the agency for about three years was that I still missed that engineering side. I still missed the innovation. So I saw some of the other entrepreneurs that they got to design their products. They got to design their um, innovations, their pipelines, pitching their products, selling their products. And I was really missing that aspect of it. And I know we'll talk about it later on. But um, so my, my journey had, had taken me through different types of careers and then just kind of like 
all summed up. And, and I have to say that this part of my journey, so the last probably six years, um, have been the most exciting for me because I can, I, I have more, more ownership of, uh, like with my time and what I get to do. And because I'm uh, multifaceted in what I studied and what I practiced, I don't want to be pigeonholed. And I think that that's one of the biggest benefits about having um, your own business and being an entrepreneur is you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into any one area. You actually get to, you know, you get, you get to, to use all of your skill sets. Mm. Wow, what a story. And what I like about it is that, you know, you had a couple of pivots to get back to where you wanted to be, but every, like, step along the way really added to your, your toolkit or your tool belt, however you want to say it, um, and to your skill set that made you then able to do what you're doing over at WorkVee. Um, so there's a, there's some, Annabelle, there's some younger audience listening that are maybe just getting started just out of college a couple years out. Um, and they're in that, that, let's say, that transition phase that you started at once upon a time. Maybe they're working in a big company. Maybe they're at a first job, and they don't think, you know what I mean, they don't, they don't see that light at the end of the rainbow, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give them on, on kind of on their next steps in terms of and how to look at it, like mind frame-wise, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, of course? Right, benefit of hindsight. It's like, you know, if – Looking back now, every move that I made, it wasn't part of a master plan. It was more I wanted to do something that I loved at that time. So one of the things, because I also do college recruiting, and, and sometimes when when people come up to, to the booth as, as an alumni, I, I see some of these younger kids being nervous, or maybe they're already in college and they're thinking like, oh, maybe I want to switch career or degrees. And um, one of the pieces of advice that I think has worked out really well for me is finish what you start. So when I started engineering school, I went in, I was going to be a mechanical engineer, and then I found another passion, which was um, human factors, which is a branch of psychology that studies how humans interact with machines. And I was like, man, this is really valuable. So instead of stopping my engineering degree, to start the psychology piece, what I figured out was how can I add this on to what I'm already doing? And so I worked with an advisor. So one of the very first things that I would tell um, anyone who, who's, who's having all these doubts, especially people who are multi-passionate, that they're just like really excited about a lot of things, is you were really excited about that first thing and start it, finish it, get it done, learn those skills because you were excited for that for a reason. Just because now you found out that there's something else that you also want to do, that doesn't mean that you throw away that first piece of it. So I would say start, finish whatever it is that you're, that you're starting. And then whatever it is that you're doing at the moment, do it to the best of your ability. Don't start thinking like, oh, now I want to go do something else. So for me, it, it was almost like every three years, I wanted to learn a new skill. And I was fortunate that the company that I was in, you could transition um, mm. into other ones. There were its downsides, though. So, for example, when I moved over from the engineering um, world 
into the consumer psychology role, you have to start back at the beginning. So for me, climbing the corporate ladder was so, so frustrating because every time that you, that I would switch from when I, you know, when I made the switch from engineering to consumer research, and then when I made the the switch from consumer research to brand management, you have to go to the back of the line because there's other Mm -hmm. people who have been doing it longer. And in my, in my twenties, that would get me so frustrated. And now (laughs) I mean, I just turned 39 yesterday, right? So, like, I have a lot more experience. But now, looking back, I'm so happy that I always followed my passion and just followed my gut for what it was that I wanted to do because what I'm able to do today based on all the skill sets that I was able to acquire is something that, like, it it would take somebody else's lifetime to do if you wanted to, to follow a very straight path. But because my path was kind of different, and and so what I would say to folks like that is, look, if you want to follow all your passions, that's that's fine. Just know that there's there's a drawback to it, and you just kind of have to be okay with it. So every every few years, I would just have to like reset my mentality to say like, but you know, you're going to the back of the line, and if you want to be a senior vice president of whatever company, then this type of Jumping around is not going to work out, but in the entrepreneurial world, having a lot of skills is definitely something that helps you, um, like, stand out and, and just be more knowledgeable about many more things in your business because when you're small, you have to do everything. Mm. No, I get it. I get that completely. Um, and that's great advice. I think that's also a great transition. Let's get more into uh, a little bit more into what you're doing over at your at WorkVee. Um, so what kind of projects are you working on and what kind of problems are you looking to solve? Okay, so WorkVee actually came about from another pivot in my life that happened again at three years into my business. So I started with the marketing agency and then I really, really wanted to go back to product design and like, and and just tackling a tough, um, a tough problem. And the opportunity presented itself, which was a, a lot of times things happen in life that you just seriously cannot explain, but they just happen. Um, <laughs> at the time, my mom had just retired from being a hairdresser, and she was having a lot of pain in her hands, and um, and she couldn't extend her elbow. And she was like that. I mean, she was going to physical therapy. We were buying some topical creams. They prescribed some medication for her, and she hates medicine. She was very anti-taking the pills because sometimes the side effects are worse than what you're trying to, to fix. And she's more into, like, herbal remedies. So we were trying topical creams, but we found that everything that was in the market was pretty much a numbing agent. So she would get some pain relief, but she couldn't extend her arm or open her hand any longer. And at the time, um, so so I'm pondering and I'm, you know, but I always told myself, I'm like, no, 10 years out, you'll, you'll get to launch a product. But I met somebody who introduced me to a chemist. And when I was having the meeting with the chemist, um, I was like, hey, listen, like this is happening with my mom. She has some joint issues. And I had been taking glucosamine chondroitin for years as a as a supplement, I'm like, is this something that we can make like topical so that it could go 
where she needs it. And the guy was like, yeah, I don't see why not. So we started um, formulation after formulation after formulation. And then um, we found one that really worked for her. And she was she was patient number one, our customer number <laughs> one for for working. And when it worked with her, I was like, oh, my God, she regained um, her elbow. But I'm like, but she's wow. my mom. So this is yeah. this could be just something that she made up in her head. So before I invested too much, I had um I think my first order was 30, 30 jars of this product and I reached out to people on Facebook, on Instagram. I was just looking for other people that were having a similar issue to um what my mom was having. So more like a carpal tunnel joint mm-hmm. situation and I sent it out to these people and like 29 out of the 30 people write back and they're like, holy cow, this has really like worked. And that's when I knew that we had, no way, that we had awesome. something. It was a moment where you were like, oh, wow, because you're, it, it, it's almost like, you know, sometimes you get this feeling like, how come nobody solved this problem before? Like, is there something that I'm missing? Like, how can this be? And then you start like quickly realizing that it was, you just looked at the problem differently. And I, and I think that was, you know, going back to, to the different things that I had done um, prior in, in my life that um, like having been into like different types of work and function just allowed me to tackle problems in a, in a different way than how other people see them. And so from there we started manufacturing our, our first, the first cream um, and then we launched another one, a lidocaine um, cream that that you know that helps people to instantly numb the pain. So the first cream works over time, um, but it usually takes seven to ten days. And if the damage has been around for longer, I mean it, it could take a little bit longer. And people need an instant pain relief. So that's where we um, launched our lidocaine that you can use in combination with our cream and one of the innovations that we have is we're actually the only product in the market who has that two-step system of how you can use the cream and where that idea came from was when i was doing brand management at olay i'm like how come beauty products have a system pain products can have a system too and that's where that idea Mm. came from so a lot of my you know a lot of these things that i was seeing in different areas i'm I'm putting that into work to help people that are working with pain and and the and the name of the brand which actually came to us in like 10 minutes and we submitted for for a trademark and we got the trademark from it comes from obviously the word work but v is life in french so work life and we're very focused on helping people that are working with pain because one of the things that really hurt me about my mom was that man she is the hardest working person that i know she is the original hustler. Sometimes people are like, oh, how do you do everything? I'm like, yeah. me, me, I saw her work like three jobs and like she could handle anything and everything. To this date, she helps me pack out um, shipments that we send over to, to Amazon or that um, we send out to our clients. She's still working super hard today. And what I realized was, people who work really hard are also the people who end up in more pain because Mm. they're working longer hours. They have more stress. They're doing more of whatever it is. And, and it's not, you know, she worked as a hairdresser, but if you think about people that are working on computers, lower back Mm -hmm. pain, neck pain, 
carpal tunnel. Um, and, and, and to me, I was like, that's so unfair. You work harder, and then you end up all broken with pain. And that's part of the message that we have with WorkV, which is like, start taking care of yourself. Like, and, and the other thing that I found um, through our research is that um, people in, that are younger, like 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. they're very ashamed of being in pain. They almost don't want to admit it. It's like mm-hmm. um, they, they, they try to ignore it. And what happens is that as they start hitting their um, mid to late 40s, early 50s, that's when the pain really starts to show up. And it's just the years of wear and tear leading up to that. But um, there, there's almost like a stigma. Nobody wants to talk about their pain. Nobody wants to bring it up. That's for old people. That's for people that are in, like, homes. And But you would be amazed the number of, like, younger people that are suffering from um, lower back pain, even arthritis because of some, like, um, there's just more incidences of that happening now because of food, because of, of different reasons. And so one of the key things from our product is that we make it with a vanishing scent so that it's not embarrassing, so that it's non-greasy. You can put it on, um, go out, and nobody will know that you're using a pain reliever. And then the last thing that we did most recently, like our latest innovation was we transitioned our lidocaine roll-on to make it vegan and cruelty-free which is something that's really, really important to us. And we're in the process of reformulating our base cream to also be um, cruelty-free and vegan. To date, we're the only company that has um, vegan, chondroitin, and glucosamine, and that typically comes from from animals. So we're very committed to the the cruelty-free message and just providing people with something that's better for them, better for... um, better for animals and, um, and and bringing out the message to start taking care of yourself sooner rather than later, especially for those of you that are working really hard and hustling to make your dreams come true. No, that's great. That's great advice. And uh, so if somebody wants, um, if somebody wants uh, more information on WorkBee or to, or to order any, what's the best way for them to get it? Okay, so um, they can either get it on Amazon they can do a quick search for WorkVie, W-O-R-K-V-I-E, and our products are all available there, or um, they can be purchased through our website, WorkVie.com, and it's it's very simple. It's very straightforward. I also, you know, believe so much in our product. We offer an unconditional money-back guarantee. Like, I might ask you, hey, like, how can I help? But other than that, we don't harass people. We don't, like, force them to to continue using something that just didn't work out for them. And, um, no, that's awesome. No, that's yeah. great stuff. And I, I love, I love what you're doing there. I'm looking at the site right now. It's beautiful. I love the product. I love the way you told the story and how you're helping your mother and lots of people out there. Um, I know there's a lot of people listening to this that are sitting at their desk or that are, you know, got that little nagging lower back pain or, you know, sitting at their desk, like you said, typing and you have that soreness. Um, definitely check out WorkV. So that's WorkV.com um, and, uh, and get some relief for that pain. 
So, Annabelle, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing more about your background and also your journey that's now led you to the amazing work you're doing now. Also, um, to the audience, as always, I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of hearing Annabelle's story. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Annabelle, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.